test it out. Testing! One, two, three, four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mary Poppins, bitch. Did <laughs> you call me bitch? Yeah, I did. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I called you a bitch. Yeah, you're married. Yeah. Whoa. I am. I <laughs> not you, him. Is this like my oh my? What a wonderful now? day! Doesn't Mary Poppins have hair? And you know what this is? Super These things. This is no. Yes, no. This is what we call nightmares. What you're listening to right now, they're nightmares. And you know what? I had a nightmare watching this previous movie. We went to the theater tonight, me, John, and, you know, Mitchell, the, all the boys. You know, we saw a movie called Nightmare Alley. And we're going to talk about that movie right fucking now. Wait, are we actually talking about it now? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to get I was. And then I'm like, hey, this is good. This is, this is what you, people hear in nightmares. This is what they wake up like sweating they're just hearing that shit talking about mary poppins and shit you know like mary poppins is a scary scary lady i'm never gonna watch it we have to I'm never seen oh yeah it. by the way we're gonna do um a big project about musicals and we're gonna shit talk that we're not we're not gonna shit talk them but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about them and things that we like and some things we don't like. And even better, we're gonna try Sour, Sour Patch, Patch Kids. Great, great, great. Yeah, Sour flavor. Patch Kids. We'll do that sometime during this. And if you hear it, if you hear people chomping, it's great. That's us. It's great. So Nightmare Alley. <clears throat> it's a nice. It's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. It is. I, yes, I adore this movie. <laughs> the second half, the amount of like second strategic half. talking yeah. throughout them throughout the second half was just beautiful. There's like social engineering in there, like crazy. Yeah, it was. Awesome. They're all just manipulating each other. Yeah, I was just entertained throughout the movie. I was. Not yeah, like the first half of the movie, you're like, "What are they building up to? What are they building up to?" And I didn't really know for most of the time. Yeah, I, and then the last half of the movie, I'm like. You know, connecting all the dots like a nice polka dot thing. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins did this very often, probably. Why? <laughs> Why are we doing Mary Poppins still? This isn't the intro, but anyway, um, it just connected it very well. Everything connected very well, and um, it's a it's a very suspenseful movie, and it's just it's a beautiful movie to look at. I like the cinematography was great. Like, remember the it's first amazing. shot of the movie when he was. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay, yeah, it stars Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, William Defoe's in it, Ron Perlman's in it, bunch of awesome people. And directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who that is, you need to check him the fuck out. I didn't know who he was before this. You know the movie Pacific Rim? I love that Made movie. Made that movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I Pan's like Labyrinth. I you haven't seen that movie, that movie, but it's a great movie. Blade 2. We've watched this together. Made that movie. Hellboy movies made those two. Okay, this is a director this man, that I've got my eye on. This man has a visual thing. And even in his less than stellar movies, which he has a couple of them, they look amazing. And that's the same thing with this movie. It looks fucking phenomenal. Everything is just amazing. Like, it's worth buying a ticket just to look at it. And, well, get and rid of is- story, get rid of everything. The cinematography is just so the beautiful. cinematography was done by Dan Lawson. Okay. So, I mean, obviously the director has a huge say in the but cinematography. He, he basically but... tells where yeah. the... But then mm-hmm. again, the cinematographer 
the cinematography is, what lines everything up, makes lines it everything up. beautiful to the eye. But yes, but beautiful but cinematography just, is something that can be seen across yeah. directors' movies. It is, and like mm-hmm. all these <clears> movies <throat> look great. Um, everybody's great in this movie too. Yes. And oh, let me get back to that example of the great cinematography when Bradley Cooper was walking away from the house at the beginning, the burning house, you know? Yeah. Oh. Just walking away. That was that was a beautiful shot. Amazing. That shot was so amazing. I just it made me happy. It, there was just something about that shot. And also when um after he was running away from the cops, spoiler. Um, this is the end of the movie. We we need to work our way to the end. Yes, yeah, no, but like man. the shot when he we <laughs> need to work when he's getting up and he walks over to the fire pit with all the other homeless people. Yeah. that shot is oh, so that shot was pretty cool. Was then awesome. he had, he was looking at the hole in his shoe, you know, yeah. right in the sole of the shoe. He was mm-hmm. like, hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the first shot of the movie where he was walking away from a burning building, and Bradley Cooper is basically set up as this. They don't say it, but he's basically a con artist. Yep. At this point, he's kind of lost in his life. He doesn't know what he's good he at. He doesn't know what he's good at. So Honestly. so then he runs into this carnival. This is essentially what it is, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Starts out as a carnival. And um, William Defoe, he sees William Defoe with a dapper mustache, by the way. Voila. It's mwah. And then, um, how, did the, how did that happen um, right away? Did they... When did he, he see that guy in the cage? Because, or was that... Uh, oh, he, he walked was... into the... He walked... Okay, so he walked into this tent, right? And um, William Defoe. He sees William Defoe. And then all these people are circled around this... Whatever. What it... What it uh, I'm blanking. Pit. <laughs> a pit, like yeah. A yeah, they're all a pit. Cage pit. Yeah. And they're like, feed him the chicken. Feed him the chicken or whatever. Yeah. And you see the shot of this guy in the corner. And he... You can't tell what the fuck he is. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on, really. All he knows is, I need food and I need it now. So they throw him a live chicken and essentially bites the head off and ri- drinks rips the, the neck, drinks the blood. And mm-hmm. it's, that was a very graphic scene. And I, the, <laughs> after seeing that, I'm like, man, this movie's gonna be good. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I got an email, guys. Scary. <laughs> Nightmare Alley coming to you. Podcast. Oh, the, suspense, the suspense is still hitting us. The movie. We're all on edge here. That's what it was like. Those the poor, word those, po- those poor headphones. Yeah, those, I. I'm not sorry. I'm you know I'm, the poor sound system. Yeah. No. Anyway, so. <laughs> You know, this is why not editing this is fun. Because shit like that. If I edited that out, no one would ever know. Well, I mean, like, of course we want people to know. That was awesome. It was. It was. Anyway. John had a fly in his face. It was a hair. Um, Hairy fly. Hairy fly. Me. <laughs> anyway, so that was the first big thing that happened in that in the movie. Sour Patch Kids time. Oh, yeah. Sour... What the Whoa, fuck is wait, that? What? There's an orange one in there. They lied to me. They said it was supposed to be all great. <laughs> it was a mutated one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to mutate into a gummy bear tonight. <laughs> I don't taste anything but, like, whatever that one thing is. Uh, but I like it. Sour Patch Kids, please sponsor me. We're good. 
Yes, they are. Probably my favorite ones. Ten out of ten. I love, I love Star Patch Kids. These are great. I love them. I like blue ones. Fucking more. endorse me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, they're still Sour Patch Kids. Are you yeah, I like no, the I sour ones. I know. They are good. All right, so from there, not much happens. He goes around the carnival area, and gets to know the people. Some of them don't like him very much, like no. Bruno and, and Dwarfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bruno's Ron Perlman, I believe, right? I believe uh, that. The guy with the stash, right? Yeah, I Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I don't remember character names. Ron though. Perlman, yes, yes. Okay. That was right, okay. So that was Ron Perlman. They don't really like him, but um, Bradley Cooper gets fixated on this one woman, and you don't really see much of her. What's her name? Her... Molly, but her actually the actor that was in the yeah, I know Rooney Mara is amazing too. Yeah, I was saying, I know she's the act. She was the God damn it! Stop emailing me. <laughs> it's fucking eleven o'clock. I was gonna say <laughs> she's the girlfriend that's uh, Mark Zuckerberg's main girl, first girlfriend in the Social Network movie. Yes, that's your But he he has a keen eye on her. He's getting smitten for her. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't play into the movie until about. 20, 25 minutes later. Yeah, it takes a, it takes quite a while for them to actually like get that connection going. He's getting connection with this. He other gets a connection with dude. Kate ba- B- B- yeah. Blanchett, Blanchett's well. character, and that's how he finds out his true calling. Yeah. Yep. And basically, he befriends her and um, what was it? His name was Pete, right? What? Who, what? Yeah. The Pete, old man, Pete, with dementia, basically. Oh right. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I'll have one more after that. Okay. <laughs> you get two more. One more. I need beat. Was it I need David Strathairn? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I need. I like. Even. I don't really. I can't remember. I, that I don't want that, that many both. Okay. But um, so he befriends the, the old an old man. He teaches him basically all of his tricks. He's a real con artist. But I, he he sees that his, his secrets are kind of like the downfall of a man because as you get really good at these secret, as you get really good at this conning, you start to believe it yourself. Yeah, and that's why his character was great. Yeah, because like. He was like the old you, white man. He was not in there long. He wasn't in this movie long, but you felt his presence right yeah. away, and you knew that when he said that line, he was like, you he know, I, yeah, he warned Bradley Cooper towards the end. Bradley Cooper basically does what the, the other man did yeah. and fucks up his life, essentially. But I mean, it started off good, but then he gets he, all that shit happens. Um, then he start that. Then he uh, Molly. Then he sees Molly after a little bit. We're you know just recapping and kind of like yeah, saying you know. And then Bruno comes in and starts. This is kind of boring. This is kind of boring shit. And then she's like, <laughs> "No, stop it! I love him. I love him. I'm, I'm leaving with him. with him." Oh yeah, he also helped us make this contraption for her. That contraption was sick. Mm-hmm. Just watch it. I'm not gonna explain it to you. Yeah. Unless John wants to explain it. You want to explain it? I'm pretty sure the physics behind it was a little rough, but you know. I mean. They made like this chair. It's gonna, it was like an execution chair. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. It was, well, be- it was like basically an electric chair, chair except, you know. I, it was, I mean, it was designed to be like an execution chair, pretty much. And then like pretty the dwarf much. dude was like the executioner. Yeah. And it, it was going to add like an extra thrill to the whole, enter- to the whole performance. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was great. Anyway, they, you know. He gets punched by Bruno. Multiple times. Multiple times. Then, um, Brendan Cooper, he's like, all right, 
I need to get this man. Pete, he asked for some alcohol, and he wanted some alcohol. Grabbed it. He dies! The best character, not the best Poor character, guy. but one of my favorite characters in the movie, dies fucking right before, like, the second act of the movie. Yeah. And that's essentially what drives the movie forward, is his death. That was it is. Turning point. And then, yeah, basically. And then we propel to two years later. Where and now they've left the circus and they're they starting the and the dude starting his own his own career. The circus circuit. The circus, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. He left. I said that in the truck when you were getting gas. Yep. I bet you did. But I did. <laughs> so he started they yeah. left the circuit and they started doing their like um tellings and stuff like that on their own. They tell people things about their past, quote unquote. You know, that just calm the fuck out of people. Um, mm, stuck in my teeth. Then, let's see. Galadriel, what well, the lady who plays Galadriel, she's in this movie too. She's pretty cool. She comes in and she, oh, yeah. starts, she tests him. Yeah, she tests yeah. This is Kate Blanchett. I made a mistake. The yeah. other blonde lady in the video, I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh, but that was Tony Collette. Tony Collette, yes. But Kate Blanchett comes in. She's like, "All right, tell me what's in my purse," because they they're doing their routine. They're she's doing like, like, "Tell the, me what's in my purse," and they're using yeah. verbal commands. They're using like sentences that have a structure, like a hidden language in it, so that in they the, know. In the in the booklet, which is what um, exactly. the old man had had. It's part and, of their whole con thing. Yeah. So yeah. when she so when she it's says like code, when she says, "You stay quiet," I'm gonna ask him the questions. That's pretty much saying that their code is completely gone. So now this guy actually has to use his. Uh, he like, has to actually think about it. He he actually has, about yeah, it. he has to use his intuition to figure which out what did. this girl's up to. Which he's actually got which, insane which intuition. Which he's very intelligent in yeah. that aspect, too. And he does. And found out that she has had this little little, little pistol, hand pistol. Little hand little, pistol. A little, like, brass plate pistol. And he yeah. said brass plate pistol. He looked yep. into her eyes and he saw. And he was past. like, I saw it. I saw all of it. I'm Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord. And you know what? You're going to shoot me at the end of the movie. Spoilers. We'll, we'll, I, I we'll, get that to that, we'll get to that point a little bit later. He, okay, he kind of pissed <laughs> her off right here because he gets, he gets deep into her past. Yeah. He, drives he kind out of he, he antagonizes her, her a little bit. Uh-huh. And then in the back room, him, him and his wife, well, not wife, but girlfriend, they're like, she's like, well, why'd you do that? He's like... Well, she tore me apart, so I gave her the yeah. treat right back. Yeah. And, I mean, like, by that philosophy, I'd probably do the same thing. So then, <laughs> it don't matter who the fuck you are. And then from there on, these two are in, like, a constant, like, verbal battle, but it's also verbal harmony. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they kind of um, get their selves into a sticky situation. They uh, <laughs> they get their hands in um, a, cookie jar. a couple people where they really believe... What's happening is, you know, real. So the first yeah. one, the first guy that um he helped recommended him to this other guy, bigger, badder guy, big boss guy. Big boss. He's a rich motherfucker. His name is Ezra. Ezra. I mean, Ezra. if your name's Ezra and you're not rich, Ezra Grindle. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're like having him take a lie detector and stuff like that. In the process of taking the lie detector test, he's he all of a sudden goes into like this seance mode, and he's yeah. like, there's someone like in you this see. Room. Okay, so exactly, they can tell he's lying. And then he, Bradley Cooper, he's in, or his character, whatever, in the fucking moment, he's like, he pauses, and you're like, oh shit, he's fucked. And then he starts going into this little thing where he's talking about 
all these things about a w- previous yeah. wife. Well, exactly. you don't know that at that Be- point. Because but... the lady who played Galadriel was a psychiatrist, and she actually worked with this guy a little bit. So she knows a little bit about his past yeah. and gave him some tips as to how he could um, con this man. And essentially, that's what happens. They get so deep into it. And at the end of the... <sighs> I don't know how to segue because it's just hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was intense. It was intense. They they do this for a decent amount of time. Like I'd say, like a few days. Pro- well, no, probably a couple weeks or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't really and know. The reason he keeps going with this is because the dude's paying him like he's 10, paying him yeah. good money. Damn. Like this guy's making bank, and he's obsessed with money apparently at this point. And also, um, he is at the psychiatrist, Kate Blanchett. And she's digging up things from his past, yeah. Bradley Cooper's past in the movie. Because she cares more and, about information than money. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that uh, doesn't go well either, because that kind of hurts him then, too. Exactly. Because since she knows where to pick at him, so she can con him, which she ultimately did once she figured out he was conning her, that, too. That, everything, everything that she did to him in between the when they just met and when she ended up shooting him was part of her, like, was just part of the overall manipulation. Yeah, which both of them played a very yeah. big hand. In like, you think, you, think that the, you think that Bradley Cooper is playing uh, an, an intelligent character? This lady, she is, like... And he is very intelligent. He's very yeah, intelligent. But say, he's... She, she's, like, she's, like, this character that comes in in a cutscene and is just, like, on another level. Yeah, she's, mm-hmm. she's like... OP. She's know? OP, yeah. She's OP, OP. yeah, literally. Um, <clears throat> where are we in the movie? I kind of forgot. We're kind of all over yeah, Well, Well, we were kind of... Okay. You were well, at the we, part when... We were kind of uh, like in the mid... Well, yeah. Toward, getting towards the end of like where things are kind of going south because they don't give a shit about the other stuff. There's also a bit of an affair going on between Bradley Cooper yeah, and... For, well, yeah, he's doing, he's doing that so he can get information. So he can get information. Essentially. Yeah. But his wife more or less finds out, kind of. She's kind of like because she he ended up drawing this this lady that he's having an affair with, and she saw that. And she's like, "Oh, but you've only done drawings of me before, so yeah. you must now be in love so with her." Must, yeah, exactly. you you must love her. And now. he's starting to get her involved, his wife involved into the conning yeah. of this. Okay, man. so Ezra he wants to see his wife because he's been giving Cooper this money. He's like, "I need fucking answers. Like, I want to see my wife. You know, because you can some what is it materialize? I mm-hmm. believe." was the term right he yeah. wants cooper to materially materialize her so then he gets his wife in that and that's when she sees his notebook and she, all the sketches and shit like that exactly and um yeah she finds that out and he tries to rope her in one time she obliges she agrees and that i have to fart oh there we go <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, just like <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> I don't know where our KO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to the movie. Where were we? <laughs> So, so his wife is gonna apparently put, uh, has a 
uncanny resemblance to Ezra's past passed away the wife that passed away. Yeah. So he, she's gonna end up playing the part of his wife as she materializes in this spiritual awakening. Awakening for the guy mm. so he can forgive his so he, sins. Yeah. And shit like this, that. this guy has a shitty background. Okay, the thing about this people is that you, they all you don't have know shitty yeah, backgrounds. Yes. And you don't and the guy that they're trying to con here, Ezra, they don't know yeah. much until he sees her and then he realizes, oh shit, this isn't this isn't my wife. Like she's like who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? Because I believe she still had the watch on, I think. I think she it had the watch on, and she started saying, like, I'm sorry. Like, she she started kind of, like, giving way. Because yeah. she, she didn't want to do this. Her husband was kind of, like, roped her into it, like yeah. I said. Exactly. So as, as it kind of was happening, she was like, I'm sorry. And then he was like, who are you? And he's and he's this slow realization came in that he just got completely conned, and he's like, I am going to destroy you. And, and Bradley Cooper basically just fucking demolishes this man, with his murders fist. him, just pa 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 pa, right and then, in the face. And then the dude's the, the dude's bodyguard comes out, tries shooting them. They end up running him over with the car. Yeah, they that happened too. We missed a couple plot points <laughs> early on in the movie because um, remember the the what is the term geek geeks the or geek, what, geek? yeah okay geek, so yeah, that's the big, guy that was in thing. the big cage that yes that was the guy in the cage they had so. William Defoe's character, him and Bradley Cooper went to a diner and basically explained how he would get a new geek because the one one the one died in the movie With earlier the, like, opium, on. The, the, so he he like yeah he dope basically dope him up with opium and but like to get them remember he said I got a job for you and then he gives them alcohol to get them in because he looks for alcoholics. <laughs> Yeah, people, people who he, he finds world. people who are disposable to the world in his mind and have nothing that have to nothing do. Yeah. that have nothing like nobody would miss him yeah. for in his philosophy which is a fucked up thing anyway yeah. so that's what happens there okay so no now that's there now we have to circle all the way back to the end because <laughs> I fucked <laughs> that up um, oh wait no I fucked up again there's one more thing Bradley Cooper said. Never drank during his psychiatry. Oh yeah, never drank, never drank, never drank. And then during Bullshit. one time, he t- he took a shot, and he's like, "Okay, this is us." His life is kind of just slowly falling apart, and you can see that when he takes and that he, first drink. Yeah, and you can Literally. see he's descending into an early madness. Which I mean, by the time the murder happened, he murdered those two people. You're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's fucking done." Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and Ezra, by the way, it sounds like he did things to young women, it's implied that he probably raped them. Yeah. Raped and them probably raped them and them. probably murdered them. Yeah, yeah more than likely. And probably. the way it sounds is he might have done that to his wife, too. Because <laughs> um, the way she was represented was she was very bloodied. She was stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to imply that he murdered her as well. Okay, well, the thing I, is, that he said that yep. he hurt them, and I don't know. He if, hurt like, them. Hurt, I don't know if hurt would imply murder because that would mean that because hurt usually is but, like they're still alive and they're in yeah. pain. Or like but they, the thing is, is he he's done a lot of things. So he could have done both. He could have murdered. I, Dan. I feel like he probably did because I. Then again, this is from a book. I haven't read the book, and there's but whatever. Oh, okay. But um, to me, it just seems like that would be the most logical thing because he doesn't want them to speak. Exactly. About he, the, he, him basically about the shit that happened. Violating yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. 
keep it secret. So that's why I just like pulled those conclusions because he's a piece of shit person, and that's kind of why I'm just drawing that conclusion. He does a piece of shit thing, and then to cover it up, he does another very horrible thing. He's kind of like a President Snow character from from. Yeah, he kind of like he's kind of got like this even demeanor, but every now and then you just see like this evil in him. Popping yeah, up. you do exactly. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper, like, after he murdered them, you know, he went back to Kate Blanchett, right? And then um, they got, was it an argument? Not really. I guess it was more of a confrontation. Wait, wait, we're, talking. Yeah, we're talking, oh. yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking, bro. We're talking. We're talking. I was talking. ready. You weren't. Yeah, you weren't, John. How dare you? This is our podcast. I'm sorry. God damn. Forgive me. I have to kick you out. Yeah. Jesus. So he, Bradley Cooper goes to Kate Blanchett's place, and he goes to pick up the money, mm. and um, he, he finds out he finds that they were all replaced oh. with ones. I got emailed again. <laughs> Thank you, professor. But so he got conned because all of the all of the thousand dollars they were replaced with just one dollar bills. Yeah, one dollar bills. One dollar bills. And she conned the perfect con artist. I'll give her that. She's pretty she sick, got that, smart for that. She got that beautiful moment of revenge. Yeah. I'll so give sweet. her that. I will give her and that. And coming up to that point, Bradley Cooper in the movie, he's just like He's just fucked. He's just yeah. He's just kind of like. Luckily, she's whatever. a bad shot, or he'd be yeah. dead too. He'd be dead. And um, where what happened? I'm I've completely blanked out. What so happened? He went he, on the train. And well, he yeah, but that's him. that's he, before that. He, he oh, she called him. Her, she, and then, well, she called him delusional first. Yeah, and saying that yeah. all this. Yeah, that's shit. right. She starts recording. She makes it sound like they're in another meeting uh, session. Yeah. yeah, they're in another, another session, psychology session, and then and she begins to say like, "You're having illusions. You're crazy. Yeah, you're you're fucking nuts." Because and she I mean, wants she wants to get herself out of the equation. She yeah. found out that he killed these two. That he killed these two really rich yeah. people, or this really rich person and his bodyguard. And essentially, exactly. he is fucking nuts. He is fucking nuts, and so she's she's trying <laughs> yeah. to get evidence that she's out of the equation. That so that. Um, once he finds that out, she. she died. Was it, what, what, when when she, did she shoot him? Then was um, that he, after he tried choking her? No, he started. No, he started, that was before. He ran after yeah, that's as right. He was sure, as, as after she shot her. Yeah. He so that happened. Her. He tried choking her. She called for security. Security was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. they tried breaking in. He escaped. Went on a train with a bunch of chickens, and you know, mm-hmm. he he made an escape. Fucked up in the head. More, more so than what he was before, and, and then, you can blame him. Like he yeah. went through a lot. He went through a lot. Yeah. Of shit. He did it to himself. But yeah, yeah. his dad was a piece of shit. The, that's implied. Um, everybody's left him in his life. That's that he says that in the scene. He's like, everybody's left me in my life. Blah blah blah. Don't you leave that. That's when he was talking to Molly. Yep. And but um, so you find him hopping off that train and going into this. I don't even know what you call it. Like it's just like a hoboville. It's a. <laughs> it's just a place where it's just people a place where people down on their luck. Yeah. Survive together. They live together. Mm-hmm. And this takes place in the 1940s, by the way. Okay, I forgot we because they were talking about the war and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 1940s. So that's the time period, and that makes sense because the movie feels like it's a movie made in the 1940s with all the. Mm-hmm. 
edits like the, and transitions and cuts and stuff like that. It, it was literally like and even like the color grade. Yeah, and it was it was just taken right out of the forties, and it, it's that's a whole other thing, and that's a beautiful aspect of it. <clears throat> but that circles back to where we, we were talking about Bradley Cooper looking at his shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and um. Oh, and there's some time time has elapsed now between yeah. him getting off the train and this point. Some it's probably a few months. It's probably yeah. I would, I would say something like that because he, he, he has a now. long hair and a big beard now. Um, and a, a significant thing, a very uh, big symbol of the movie is his golden watch. And in this scene right there, the other guys were like, "Stop mooching off me," or us, because he's he was trying to get a swig of alcohol, and he's an alcoholic at this point foreshadowing 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 and like a couple minutes oh, and that's kind of another whole uh concept with their con artistry they they kind of imply or they kind of assume that every person has a sad story yes. that everybody's life follows a very similar structure and they can always rely on that to be a way to con. so they they, they exploit people yeah they, they say you have had maybe like dealings with your father you guys have yeah, had dark exactly. times together but that's something that like almost everybody can relate to so yes. that's not why everybody can fall for it but anyway so he takes his watch off after the guy is one of the guys said stop mooching off of us takes his watch off gives it to him and then it cuts to another scene where he's walking into another carnival town mm-hmm. walks into this um one of the guy who must the, the run leader, the shit, the, well, the, circus the like master the circus, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Circ Master, Sactor, yeah. the Sactor, <laughs> and um, the Circus Master. He goes in there and he was like, "Get the fuck out of here! You smell like piss. Get out! Get out!" And then, I th- okay, and I think the thing that made him give like second look at him was because he recognized the baby that's being yeah. like yes he recognized the baby yeah that was another significant thing too but supposedly suppose i mean it could be completely another con thing but supposedly this baby killed its mom on its way out and wiggled yeah. around for a couple of days and then they pickled it in a jar something like yeah. That, yeah or maybe that's what happened to the guy ezra's wife too as she died trying mm-hmm. to give birth but it must have been a miscarriage or something too maybe he didn't murder her so he probably gave... not so if you look at it from master. that aspect, it probably he lost his wife due to a miscarriage. Yeah, yeah, that and would make baby. sense. But him murdering the women and raping them, I I still think that kind of that makes, I, 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 mean, still, that I still feel sense. that's true. I mean, like you think that somehow he'd get caught, but he's so rich that he's probably just got like too yeah. much power. Because I mean, the one guy said he was indebted to him. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're off track again. God damn it! I no. was. But that's so all right. That's all right. Ooh, Tinder. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder. Don't do whatever you want. Um. Anyway, so the Thanks guy, the circus master, <laughs> the circus master was like, but wait, I have a job for you. And then that was the story that circled back to earlier in the podcast, what William Defoe told Bradley Cooper in the beginning. And they gave, he gave, uh, the circus master gave him a couple drinks and Bradley Cooper's just laughing at this point. He because realizes, he realizes that he's become the fool, essentially. He's becoming yeah. this thing that is neither beast nor human, but something in between. And this, it's yeah, definitely basically. not good. He's he 
realizes he's reached peak madness. And that's yeah. going to be his job from here on out. Pretty much his, his, the rest of his life is just going to be for the sake of entertainment and then death. They warn yeah, he's, he's basically he, going to die in that cage just like the other guy did. Just like the other thing that was called a geek. The, the, old, yeah. the old man warned him. He warned yep. him. He, he did. And now he is going to die and basically live out his life miserable but because he put himself in that position basically and let me just say that was one of my favorite endings to any movie for a couple of years like i just love the i love the ending because when you see him laughing and realizing at the end like what he's become it's just like amazing (laughs) it's so satisfying you kind of have to like because they don't really tell you exactly what happens which is good i like it because more directors in hollywood and just like people that make big budget movies need to fucking do that because i don't like being spoon-fed every single it's nice when it actually makes you think a little it does exactly thank you for making movies like this we need more like this (laughs) you're welcome but yes you're welcome yes yes um (laughs) But this is one of my favorite endings. Um, this is probably my favorite Bradley Cooper performance. Um, In a while. Yeah. Um, I just love this movie. I can't wait to see more Bradley Cooper, more William Dafoe, more, more everybody. Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Yeah, basically. More him. I can't wait until his next movie comes out. Oh, it's beautiful. Any final thoughts? I'm so happy to see Bradley Cooper in something good in a while. It's been a while where he's been by himself in movies. Yeah. You know, it's a focus on him. It was a good scene. It was a good movie. I love the 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 verbal communication between people. Like, the amount of strategy that they're using with just their words. It's, it's Yeah. A bunch of wordplay. Yeah. And it's a, like we said, the first half of the movie was slow. But by the end, it just, God. that slow thing. It, the slow pace at the beginning just kind of makes it feel great yeah. at the end. The yeah. payoff is amazing. Bradley Cooper's really? character ended up being a lot different than I was expecting. Like, for the first part of the movie, he didn't even say a thing. It no. took a while. For the first, like, ten, fi- ten minutes, I know. I'm he, like, when is he, he going to talk? No dialogue. And then oh, all of a sudden, he's and like, I love that. And then he became, like, a kind of, like, talkative person. Oh, so but, like, I couldn't have, like, a deep, <laughs> deep, badass voice, but, like, are you just normal guy voice? Yeah, normal guy voice. Yeah, got. I almost had a childish demeanor about him sometimes. Yeah, he kind of did a little bit. Like, like when he was designing the, the electric <laughs> yeah, because he was like excited about. Yeah, it, he you was know? happy. Yeah, um, that's all I got. Me too. That's all, all I can I say is, all I can say is, if you keep your notifications up, because we're posting videos soon on our channel. Otherwise, goodbye, and good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Mayhem by me, John, and Mitchell. Um, That movie was really fun to see, and it opened up my eyes. It made me fall in love with movies all over again. Every once in a while, movie just does that, and um, it's a beautiful thing. And I hope you enjoy the scatterbrained, the very scatterbrained episode of this. Um, there are more things to come. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, stuff on musicals. So look forward to that. That'll probably come in a couple months. Um, otherwise, there will be a lot of one-off movies that I'll talk about because me and Mitchell are in film classes. So every once in a while, we'll probably talk about those movies if we really feel like it. 
or love them for whatever reason. Um, and if you could like, share, subscribe, do whatever, as long as you can get this to places, other places, that would be wonderful. Subscribe on Spotify, um, rate it, please do whatever you can, and we will see you next time.